If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Real people who simply are portraying or seem to be portraying to their whims and caprices is the reason why they are bringing them. If we do that, we'll be doing a great service to our country and our individual concerns. I thank you very much, Mr. Speaker, for the opportunity to continue. Who will be the last contributor from the, the last contributor from here? Yes, honorable. I thank you, Mr. Speaker, for the opportunity to contribute to the discussion on the motion to approve His Excellency's nominations for appointment to the Supreme Court. Mr. Speaker, Article 125 of our Constitution says that justice emanates from the people and shall be administered in the name of the Republic by the judiciary which shall be independent and subject only to this Constitution. Mr. Speaker, clearly the judiciary is a very important arm that must be insulated from issues of partisanship and perception of bias. As a member of the Appointments Committee, Mr. Speaker, having listened to all the nominees, I am very satisfied that the committee was right by its majority uh, decision to approve all the nominees that are before us. I want to also respond to some of the concerns that have been raised by colleagues on the other side, one of which is that even retired, according to Honorable Dafia Mako, retired judges are asked to continue to listen to cases. Mr. Speaker, I don't see why that is an issue because if you read Article 145 of the 1992 Constitution, Article 145 Clause 4, it clearly states that notwithstanding that he has attained the age at which he is required by this article to vacate his office, a person holding as a justice of a superior court or chairman of a regional tribunal may continue in office for a period not exceeding six months after attaining that age, as may be necessary to enable him to deliver judgment, or do any other thing in relation to proceedings that were commenced before his previous to his attaining that age. So, Mr. Speaker, clearly, the Constitution allows a retired judge to continue to listen to a matter for a period of six months. So, I don't see why that is even an issue to be raised here. Mr. Speaker, I have also listened to contribution from uh, Honorable Muntaka, who today is expressing concern that people have been appointed because they have affiliation to certain political parties. Mr. Speaker, I am very, very disappointed at that argument because this is not the first time in our country that individuals who have been appointed to the highest uh, 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 court of our land have political uh, backgrounds. Mr. Speaker, let me make references to such individuals. One of them, one of them is Justice uh, Kobia and Justice Apple, who currently uh, are the Supreme Court. Mr. Speaker, they were appointees of the NPNDC uh, uh, government, and they were appointed under the NDC government. Mr. Speaker, Nobody raised concerns when these individuals were appointed. Secondly, Justice Boone and Justice Bwadi, in fact, Justice Bwadi is a two-term NDC MP. Justice Bwadi is a two-term NDC MP. Mr. Speaker, as we speak today, he is at whole high court serving and he's working excellently. So, Mr. Speaker, when, they, in fact, he even presided over the election petition that involved Honorable John Ameu, Peter John Ameu, and we didn't raise any concern. 
the NDC was happy to send election petition to a former MP who was carrying a judge. And today, you stand in this house to complain that somebody has an MPP affiliation and should not be appointed. How double standard can you display in this house? So, Mr. Speaker, let us not give merit to these statements from the NDC. Let us focus on the competence of the individuals that have been nominated by His Excellency the President and give them the opportunity. Mr. Speaker, how are these individuals selected? And I, 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 I will forgive um, Honorable Muntaka because he's not a lawyer. He has not been in the practice. So his assessment of how people must be nominated, I will forgive him. But Mr. Speaker, anybody who has been trained as a lawyer in this country understands how judges are appointed. In fact, Mr. Speaker, one personal experience is that I, as a young lawyer, as a young lawyer, was in a matter with Justice Apple when he was a practicing lawyer on the same day when his name was mentioned to go to the Supreme Court. He was a practicing lawyer. Mr. Speaker, he had not even had one day of a judge experience. How do you question somebody? And that was done, that appointment was done by President John Mahama and the NDC. How do you question President Ekufuado's appointment of an individual who has served two years as a judge? Two years as a judge at the high court. You can appoint somebody who's a practicing lawyer. Honorable example. Mr. Speaker, thank you very much for the opportunity. Mr. Honorable members, can I have some order, please? I want to listen to him. Yes. Mr. Speaker, I heard my honorable colleague say that uh, there is a future NDC MP. Let me I will fire honorable Baku. I will not be We don't have a future NDC MP. We have sitting members of parliament. You heard wrongly. He mentioned names. He said a two-time MP. He said a sitting high court judge in Have you proceeded by concluding that a future MPC MP? He didn't say that. We don't have future MPC MP. He didn't say that. We are sitting members of parliament. Madam, please continue. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, clearly, my friend didn't sleep well last night, and that is why he's hearing two terms as future. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, another allegation that has been made by uh, my colleague on the other side, uh, uh, Honorable uh, Suhini, said that after the committee hearing, some of the members complain about the competence of one of the nominees. Mr. Speaker, I want that record to be expunged because there was no such discussions of unsatisfactory performance or incompetence by any of the nominees. Mr. Speaker, that is not even contained in this report, and I don't know where he's getting that information from. And I plead that we expunge that information from the, from the hazard. Mr. Speaker, clearly the competence of the nominate, nominated judges are clearly displayed. And, and if you read paragraph 4a, the perceived lack of transparency in the progression of judicial officers, Mr. Speaker, the nominee even took time to explain to the committee that the, the, uh, the system, the judicial service, has a way that they assess every judge and every magistrate in our country. He explained that at the end of every legal year, Judges are required to submit judgments and rulings to the evaluation department of the judicial service. But he's not privy to what and how these considerations are done. So, Mr. Speaker, there is a format, a system, a process by which individual judges and magistrates of our country are assessed by the judicial system. So, it makes them accountable. It is therefore unthinkable for anybody in this House to say that there is no basis for His Excellency to nominate the people that he has put before us. So, Mr. Speaker, clearly, the concerns about competence is out of place. These individuals have shown that they are merit 
they, they merit the opportunity to serve at the highest level and it will not be the first time or the last time anybody with a political uh, background will be nominated to the highest court uh, of the land. Mr. Speaker, the, 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 the previous people who have been nominated to the court, uh, the Supreme Court of Ghana, have proved that their political backgrounds really do not matter when it comes to when it comes to dealing with legal issues. Legal issues are assessed on basis of the law and basis of the facts. So, Mr. Speaker, let us and, and the evidence before the court. Let us disregard all these uh, baseless uh, sentiments and approve these individuals that have been nominated by His Excellency the President to go to the Supreme Court. I thank you, Mr. Speaker. Now, leaders, do the leaders wish to co contribute to this debate? No. Very well. Honourable members, that brings us very well. Mr. Speaker, the minority is on three each. Okay, okay. We have done three each. No, I didn't, we didn't uh, hear you. She says she was going to allow you this. Ah, okay. We have done three each. You are now doing it. Okay. We agreed on three contributors each. And we have done three each. Haven't we? I think that's enough. That brings us to the end of the debate of the report. Now... Our rules are clear, and where we are not at them, the recommendation is not by consensus. We make the decision by a secret ballot. In this case, I think we will now defer to the class at table to organize and prepare members. Yes, Honorable Majority Leader. I wasn't at the presidential meeting, but the information that I had was that the speaker had indicated that he wants to be in the chair to preside over the voting. If that is true, the speaker, then we can put that aside, awaiting the speaker, and deal with the, the revenue bills. And deal with the revenue bills, debate them, and then when we are through the speaker comes, we take, we take all of it. Speak, I Yes. Mr. Speaker, I agree with the leader because we are about to pave the way for the voting. But yesterday, we decided that the common fund will come here with their formula. Mr. Speaker, as I can see, the common fund administrator is sitting right there. So instead of starting, instead of starting a new business, instead of starting a new business, I can hear them say no. You want the vote, isn't it? We should be, we should break into committee of the whole and consider uh, the, 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 the common fund. Uh -huh, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, apart from that, then Mr. Speaker, can you restrain my colleagues? order. Order, please. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, for the opportunity. Either we allow the common fund administrator to brief us all, we wait, or you, you can take this Because, because I know, and we, we suspend, we suspend and wait for Mr. Speaker to come for us to take the vote, Mr. Speaker. Because this is a major, this, the, 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 Mr. Speaker, the revenue bills are a major undertaking. And we are thinking that we need enough time to do that. So instead of starting and stopping, we should uh, we should suspend and allow Mr. Peter to come to the chair. So we take the vote, Mr. Peter. Yes. Speaker, I I listen to my colleague, but. It's important we communicate the facts. It's important we put the facts across. Speaker, with respect to my colleague, Minority Chief today I complete, today I complete, let's speak you bear me out. Among the items that were considered to be taken on the floor, we never mentioned the common fund. These were the items we talked about. We talked about the motion on the Supreme Court of Justice, 
We also talked about taking the question on the ministerial and deputy ministerial nominees. And then, of course, the financial and revenue bills. The common form matter was an agreement between you and I. Of course, the meeting we had at leadership supersedes the meeting that two of us have. So please, this is not a matter we have to split our heads over. We shouldn't split our heads over this. The speaker has given indication. We are ready to take the vote. In the, speak, in the absence of the speaker, we can go on. No, 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 the speaker is here. Exactly. So we go ahead and take the vote. We go ahead and take the vote. We are ready for the vote. We are ready for the vote. All right, members. I've heard both sides now. Can I have some order, please? Can I have some order? No, Mr. Speaker. I'm giving you the floor, Honorable. As agreed at a conclave, after the debate, we will take the vote. Mr. Speaker has just sent the clerk to advise me that he's here. So the table office will start preparing while the Speaker comes to take uh, to take the chair, please. The Speaker will be here in a moment to take the chair and then we'll proceed with the vote. Thank you. So, Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagben is expected to take the seat any moment from now. Just gone by the debate on the motion on the appointment committee's report on the nomination, President Okufuado's nominations for appointments as justices of the Supreme Court. There were four nominations that were done by the President. Two of them have been approved and two of them are outstanding. The two outstanding is Justice Ernest Yaogaewu and also Justice George Kingsley Kumsin. These two judges have been outstanding for a while now, and Parliament has just concluded the debate. You've heard the spirited debate from the minority who say they are opposed to the two persons going to the Supreme Court. When it comes to Justice Ernest Yaogaiu, they say that he was a member of the New Patriotic Party. He served as the party's parliamentary candidate in the whole central constituency at some point in his career and should not be elevated to the high office of justice of the Supreme Court. They, they also have concerns about the role Justice Kingsley Kumsin played as regards to the um, Edra Committee report that was published some months back. And so, very shortly, when the Speaker of Parliament comes in, we expect that the Electoral Commission booth and other things that are usually available would be, would be put on the days and the election will happen. The, the sides are, are pumped up as you would have seen from the scenes in Parliament. Both members on the minority and majority side are here in their numbers and the expectation is that very soon that vote will happen. This is the rolling coverage right here on Joy News. As to some of the contentious hearings we've been having in Parliament in recent times. First, yesterday you heard that debate, conf confrontational debate as regards to the nominations for ministers and deputy ministers. The debate concluded but the vote did not happen. This morning, that vote is expected to happen when the Speaker of Parliament himself, Alban Bagben, takes his chair. Currently in the Speaker's seat is Joseph Oseusu, MP for Bekwai and first Deputy Speaker. He has shepherded the debate on President Kufado's nominees for the Supreme Court. And so, any moment from now when the Supreme Court when the, chief, uh, the, the, the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagman, takes a seat, then the vote will happen. But we also expect some other crucial business to be taken on the floor today. The business having to do with some three tax, revenue, tax, tax measures that have been put be, before Parliament. The Excise Duty Amendment Bill, the Income Tax Amendment Bill Number 2, the Growth and Sustainability Levy, which is totally uh, expected to... Um, accrue about 4 billion Ghana cities in terms of revenue for the state. The minorities say that they have some concerns. Government says that this is a prior auction. It's a, it's a matter that must be dealt with before government can get an IMF deal. The minorities say they are still opposed to that. So that business is still expected to come to parliament. There's also the matter having to do with President Kufado's nominees for ministers, deputy ministers, and ministers of state are some substantive ministers. At the beginning of this parliament, President Kufado informed the House that he has nominated Brian Achampon to become the Minister for Food and Agriculture. 
MP, he's MP for Abetifi, also KT Hammond for Minister for Trades and Industry. KT Hammond is the MP, he's an MP on the majority side. Also have Stephen Asamoah-Boatin. Immediately, he was the boss of state interest and governance, accountability, that SIGA. And then Mohammed Amin Adams has also been nominated as Minister of State at the Finance Ministry. Um, Obi Amoa is currently a Deputy Minister at the Local Government Ministry. He's also been nominated to become um, a Minister of State at the Local, uh, local Government Ministry. And then finally, Stephen Amoa, MP for Insha, also having been nominated as Deputy Minister designated for Trades and Industry. The minority yesterday engaged in that spirited debate saying that they will reject the nominations because President Gufado's government is bloated. They think the government must reduce its size and not only must the size be removed, some of these ministries can be merged. And so they did that debate yesterday and they concluded only that the, the votes did not happen. And then this morning we expected that will happen. It's drawn into the afternoon. It's about 1.21 now. That vote is yet to happen. So Parliament decided that this morning the first order of business they wanted to deal with was the matter of the, the, the Supreme Court justice nominees. About four of them have been on the, on, the, on the president's radar. Two of them have already been passed and they've already taken their seats at the Supreme Court. Two of them are still outstanding. Justice Ernest Yao Gayewu is still contending with a minority and also Justice George Kingsley Kumsin. Today as well, just like yesterday, leadership of both the NDC and MPP are here in Parliament. We've seen just, uh, um, um, Justin Frimpong Kodia, he's the General Secretary of the NPP. He's taking a seat. He is currently in the chamber with some members of the New Patriotic Party. Um, he's sitting directly opposite the NPP caucus over here. We've also seen the national chairman of the National Democratic Congress, Johnson Esidunketia. Johnson Esidunketia has just stepped out of the chamber briefly. We understand he'll be returning. He is in the company of the NDC's Greater Accra Region Chairman, Ni Ashi Mob. He is also here in, in the chamber. So very soon when Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagwin, takes his chair, we, we will be expecting that the members of parliament will be heading to the booth. It's a secret ballot to elect the, the to, to vote as whether or not they are going to accept the MPs who have been nominated for ministers as well as the Supreme Court justice nominees. So that is us, that is still a rolling coverage. There's still a lot of um, um, back and forth, a lot of haggling on the floor of parliament, both, uh, both sides trying to come to some sort of an agreement before that crucial vote happens. If MPs on both sides stick to their guns, it will be interesting to see the results. The NDC MPs have at least 136 MPs. The NDC MPP have 138, but because we know that Sarah Adwasafo is currently not attending parliament, he, she hasn't been here in a while, and NDP would have about 137 of, of, of their members here. So. It's been quite a, a very interesting day in Parliament, and the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagwin, expect, expected to walk into the chamber any moment from now. And the NDC MP said they are upbeat about the ability to defeat the nominees that have been put out by President Kufad, both for the Supreme Court and also for the ministerial nominees. And that vote is expected to happen any moment from now when the Speaker of Parliament walks in. I can see some frustration there on the face of the minority, majority, majority um, leader, as well as the Speaker of Parliament, who, the Deputy Speaker, who are not really enthused about what is expected to happen. So the, the leader of the House is on his feet. With respect, I think we have several the Speaker is within the presence. He wants to come and preside while we take the vote. No, no suspended sitting. And in the meantime, if we can take the revenue bill before he comes, because we cannot wait here doing nothing when the house is
But the bank continued to wait here. The house has not been suspended. There's business for us to transact. And it's not here. I want to sit down doing nothing. I'll play with you. Let's start with the revenue bill. We are not going to take any vote. I'm not going to take a decision on that. But we'll do the consideration of bills. When we when he comes, he'll be part of it. If you have to vote on them, it'll be part of it. Otherwise, would anybody then agree that this is deliberate? Today is Friday. And if you have to wait, the speaker, let me then sound that the three businesses certainly we are going to transact. Whatever happens, the three businesses we are going to transact, even if you have to sit up to 12 midnight, for the greater respect. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, if you recall yesterday, when the agreement was there after the debate this morning, we will come and vote on the uh, ministerial appointment. When we went to conclave, the issue of the judges, the issue of the judges was brought. And we agreed that we come in and then we do the debate. And after the debate, we will now vote on the ministerial appointment and vote on the judges. That was the agreement. So you should go ahead and vote. And then after that, we will now look at what time we have and see what other business we can do. That's what we agreed on. You talked about the other economic uh, bills. And we said, after we have taken all this, so we are at a point where we should be voting. It has been suggested that the speaker is coming to take over. And we said that you can take a suspension while we wait for the speaker. So if that is the case, we can take a suspension. Because where we are right now is to vote. So, Mr. Speaker, that is where we are, and nothing else. Honorable colleagues, we are here because I've asked the table of you to set up the voting system. Mr. Speaker will come when the place is ready, he will take it over. But the table of you to set the place up. Mr. Speaker, to take the chair.
beautiful people. Welcome to Home Tips with Mira. It's all So the stage is set and any moment from now, the vote on the approval of Supreme Court Justice nominees will happen and the Speaker and the table of his will call the MPs name by name. We've seen there on the, on the platform the, the, the Electoral Commission insignia, that tools and other, um, um, other um, mechanisms that are used to conduct elections also here in Parliament. So the approval of the Supreme Court Justice nominees will now happen with the booth now being set up. We do not know yet if the vote on the ministerial nominees will also happen concurrently. We, we are awaiting the Speaker to give further directions on that. But any moment from now, that vote will happen. The booth are now set and what the House is awaiting is for Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagman, who is now taking his seat, to give further directions and further instructions as to how this election is to be conducted and what MPs will be expected to do and not do. There have been a few votes on the floor of Parliament since um, this eighth Parliament began. The first one regarding the, 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 first one regarding the election of the Speaker of Parliament himself, Aban Bagben, which resulted in a shock result of him winning and becoming the first speaker in this first republic who does not belong to the President's party to have become uh, a Speaker of Parliament. We, uh, we also had a, a similar vote when Kojo Pongkroma, Hawa Kumsen, and a host of other nominees of President Ekufado for ministers were subjected to another secret vote and they all still true with some members of the minority even voting with their majority colleagues to pass those ministerial nominees. So the whips are doing their job. I, I can see Frank Anodempre giving some directives as to how he wants the, the booth to be set up. And the speaker is now speaking as to how this is supposed to happen. I've just been giving a detailed brief as to what transpired this morning. And yesterday at the meeting of the Joint Caucus, Honorable Members, I hope you are listening to what I'm saying. Because I want you to guide me as to the procedure we should adopt. We have a guide from outstanding orders, but definitely in some of these situations, to get things smoothly done, we need the members themselves to be involved in the final decision. Yesterday, for good reason, we deferred taking a decision on the motion to adopt the report of the Appointments Committee in giving a prior approval to the appointment of ministers and deputy ministers. We deferred it to today. This morning, we've gone through that one, the motion dealing with the nominations of members to the Supreme Court. I've been briefed that at the joint caucus meeting, we agreed to have both taken at the same time 
that is the vote on the judges and the ministers. I want to know whether that is the case so that we know the same to adopt. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I was accompanied this morning. We have said that these are separate motions. Uh, decision on the appointment of the ministers and the judges are separate motions, and we agree that we vote on them separately. That was the agreement. Yes. So, Mr. Speaker, um, we agree to vote on them separately at the same time. So, we are going to have one ballot box, just as on the national elections, we vote presidential and parliamentary. You are given a ballot for presidential, you vote, you put it in a box. You are given a ballot on parliamentary, you vote, you put it in a box. So, the position is that. We are going to have two ballot boxes, have separate voting, but at the same time. So you go, the clerk gives you one ballot paper which has the list of the ministerial nominees. You finish voting, you pick another one for the Supreme Court judges, and then you put it in. That was the understanding. And he says, your first deputy, the first deputy speaker who presided, uh, is here to validate the point of this. I thank you, sir. Yes. Mr. Speaker, it is true. Mr. Speaker, it is true that the respected deputy leader made the suggestion accomplished that we should do what he is describing. We said no because of the controversies. Mr. Speaker, there are, there are two different motions. We are already here to take the vote. We should go through the first motion, take the vote on the ministers or the judges, count it, declare it, then we go to the vote on the second one, Mr. Speaker. to the person who presided over the proceedings of the joint corpus meeting, the first deputy speaker. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, it is true that I proposed that we do the two votings together, two separate ballot boxes. From one end, you continue to the other end. There was no agreement between the two sides. So I told them that that actually decision is to be made by Mr. Speaker. So if we can't agree, we should leave that and come here. So we we'll leave you to make the discretion. That was how we concluded. In this matter, I am the Electoral Commission. After listening to the chair, I cannot listen to you again. Please. I agree with those who are proposing that there are different motions and we should take them differently. And so we will take yesterday's one first. The one dealing with
nominations of the ministers and deputy ministers. Then I will declare the results. Then after that, we'll deal with what happened today. We have enough time to do that. I'll be here throughout. Please, honorable members, is secret good. I want to emphasize on the word secret good. If there's any slight evidence that the vote is not secret, it will not be accepted. Without that, as you know, I survived through secret voting, so I treasure secret voting. I am the electoral commissioner. Yes, so uh, let's start with the vote on the ministerial nominations. What we're going to do is that we're using the list, the list of names of the members of parliament. And so you all be seated. And when your name is mentioned, you move forward to be given the ballot. You go and vote, and then move back to your seat. Your seat. We are not going to talk about people standing. You are to be seated. Your name will be mentioned, and that is why we need you to be quiet. If not, you will not hear your name to come to vote. We have the ballot papers, they are ready. Two names, the first 
two names, I'm told there is not much controversy concerning that. Then the other two, where you have some uh, differences, they are also together. The ballot paper is there. I can show you a sample. Honorable members, this is a sample ballot for the judges. Yes, Honorable Mama Yalga. also know whether you brought a CI to this house to govern the design of the ballot paper. <laughs> CI on what? A CI on the design of this ballot paper. The design of the ballot paper. <laughs> Remember, you are. Um, are you a five ten? Five ten. Five ten member of parliament. This is from practice and procedure. Please, there are too many of you on your feet. We don't need any disruptions, we don't need obstruction, we don't want to hear, you have to listen to us. members, we are now about to commence the process. When your name is mentioned, please walk up to the table office. You will be given a ballot. You proceed through the booth, do your voting, and get back to the table office where 
the ballot boxes. We don't want many of you piled at the table office. Please. Yes, Deputy Minority Whip. Thank you, Right Honorable Speaker. The Speaker, we are requesting for copies of the voters register to be given to our two polling agents. One, I will sit here and be marking, and the Honorable Majority, Minority Chief Whip will stand by that place and also be marking. So as, as polling agents, we need copies of the register, and we must set that good example. This is a helpful request. Member, you are completely out of order. I have indicated that we are going to use the list of the members of parliament. That is the register. And we have indicated we have indicated that we will call you by your name and your constituency. And you walk out here to the glare of every person gathered here, including the gallery. And so if you are an imposter, we will identify you. I insist that this is secret voting. Secret means secret. Please, I'll be very, very vigilant myself as the electoral commissioner. And I have the power to disqualify a voter. Yes, so let's start. We will go by alphabetical order. Yes. Majority, Deputy Majority Leader. Honorable members, be seated. The time for campaigning is over. Majority Leader. Mr. Speaker, thank you for the opportunity. Mr. Speaker, I am on my feet to seek your guidance on Article 78. the constitution as well as order 172.4. Mr. Speaker, Article 78 provides, and with your leave, I read, that ministers of state shall be appointed by the President with the prior approval of Parliament from among members of Parliament or persons qualified to be elected as members of Parliament. Except that the majority of ministers shall be appointed from among members of Parliament. Mr. Speaker, for my purpose, the emphasis is the prior approval. And the Constitution under Article 78 does not state the procedure for achieving this prior approval. However, Mr. Speaker, if you go to Article 110, 
of the constitution. The same constitution says that Parliament subject to the provisions of the constitution by standing orders regulate, regulate its own procedure. Mr. Speaker, we have had several occasions in this house where we have used practice to, to set aside the standing orders and lean on the constitution. Mr. Speaker, there are some other provisions in the constitution that talk about secret ballots when it comes to electing or removing a person from public office. Mr. Speaker, what we are doing is not an election. We are approving. And I know that Order 172.4 provides that the committee shall report to Parliament within three days after it has concluded its proceedings when Parliament is sitting. Parliamentary approval of persons recommended for appointment shall be by secret ballot or by consensus. So, Mr. Speaker, although the Constitution talks about prior approval in general terms and does not provide a specific procedure for achieving that. Our own standing orders create two main avenues of disjointed effects. Mr. Speaker, I am bringing this argument forward because yesterday, and I'm quoting my respected colleague, Honorable Atufosi, and my respected colleague, uh, Honorable Anabontre, when there arose an occasion to have further engagement on this matter. I recall that Honorable Atufosin said that we are all members of parliament and that our colleagues in this house, that we should not take ourselves through that burden of having to engage in a secret battle. Mr. Speaker, that move occasion some discussions and honorable anobre in applying for suspension relied on that to say that mr speaker we want a one hour suspension so that we could explore the possibility of dealing with that issue mr speaker the argument here the argument here is very simple our colleagues in the minority who are 136, 136, have made it clear that they are opposed to these nominees. So, Mr. Speaker, I am saying that we are masters of our own rules. Mr. Speaker, if, 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 if we decide as a house, to be masters of our own rules without sinning against the constitution, we'll be acting within the confines of the constitution. This, this is a subsidiary legislation that we have enacted. That day in day out, for our purpose, we take a decision and say that this is a matter of practice and we go by it. All I am saying that, Mr. Speaker, to the extent that at order 172.4, gives a disjointed effect in its import of what is required of us in taking such a decision. And one is by consensus. If we are unable to achieve consensus, and we know as a fact that the whole 136 of the minority are against, and the whole 137 of the minority majority are for, Mr. Speaker, I invite this out. I invite to construe and appreciate within, within the context of practice to mean that, Mr. Speaker, we can adopt the vehicle of that consensus, Mr. Speaker, 
which would mean that the decision for the approval, because we are not elected, we are not elected, so Mr. Speaker, the argument I'm making is that the provision for secret ballots in itself is not provided for by the Constitution. And let us know, any student of Constitution knows that we cannot, by an announcement, create a law that would overtake, overshadow, or be at variance with the Constitution. Mr. Speaker, I repeat that we as a House have the mandate under Article 110 to enact our own regulations. But, Mr. Speaker, we cannot, in enacting our own regulations, seek to enact a law that would be at variance with the Constitution. Because, Mr. Speaker, anywhere that the Constitution wanted a secret ballot, like in your case, the can I finish this constitutional argument so that you can meet? Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, I'm protested by you. Mr. Speaker, it is my submission that anywhere the Constitution has intended a secret ballot, Mr. Speaker, it is my contention that anywhere the Constitution has intended a secret ballot, the Constitution has said so. Two, where the Constitution expected of us to enact a regulation to guide our conduct, the Constitution has also provided for. It is therefore my case again, Mr. Speaker, that to the extent that the Constitution gave a general approach to guide us, we as a House cannot through our enactment restrict and provide for a very thinner approach in achieving that purpose of approval. We are not elected. And anywhere the Constitution has talked about electing a public officer, it emphasized secret power. And that was the case. So, Mr. Speaker, I shall learn. I shall learn. Honorable Deputy Majority Leader. Yes, Mr. Speaker. You have landed. You have landed. And you have landed very well. Yes, you have landed very well. I'm sure you know one very popular former member of parliament called Filibuster. You know Filibuster. Mr. Speaker. Do you know Filibuster? Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I know, I know that you have not prejudiced my submission. Mr. Speaker, I know that you enjoy debates and you always want us to learn. Therefore, Mr. Speaker, if you are putting the question to me whether or not I know the question, Mr. Speaker, my submission does not in any way amount to the a well-known member of parliament. And by his practice, the word filibustering was formed. You are the filibuster of this house. So I have, I have elevated you to a very high position. Because that was an initiative and a practice that has been adopted all over the world. And I've seen that in you. And so that is why you just done. Definitely, as Speaker, I will just overrule you and we'll proceed. <laughs> Honorable members, we are just creating space to finish up with all the nitty gritty of the process. That's why I'm allowing.
Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, Parliament expected to vote on three key revenue measures government is pushing to help it secure an IMF deal. Meantime, businesses are kicking against uh, the new tax measures. We'll hear from the Agribusiness Chamber, which says businesses cannot afford any more taxes. Plus, Finance Minister Ken Ofriata leads government's delegation to kickstart debt restructuring negotiations with counterparts in China. We'll discuss the outcome of that coming up here on the marketplace. Thanks for being with us, everyone. My name is Daryl Kwa. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Uh, first up, Parliament is expected to vote on three uh, new revenue measures, which is key for Ghana securing a deal with the IMF. Businesses are already kicking against these new tax measures. We'll head to Parliament in a moment where uh, we expect MPs to vote on these, these revenue measures. But first, this report from Kukua Asante. Almost everything off its shadow for Thursday to allow it more time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.